I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert! Attention! Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. You are my podcast, my only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Oh my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. (laughs) Are you interested? I know you are because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know Phone Boy. Those two are those two are pretty interesting to listen to. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You just can't trust them. Fuck you too! You're talking peak no agenda right there, everybody. That's right. That is peak no agenda, everybody. And we have a little uh, public service announcement to all those listening. We are not a kid-friendly show. There's a reason that we say... It's obscene! That's the point! So, we we just want to let you know, before you put your ears into this, if you couldn't tell from the opening, this shit's gonna get blue! So, welcome to episode 87 of the show that's made up with the content that doesn't matter. I am, of course, your profane princess. Let me start this off by clearly stating that I'm better than everyone. I am a bona fide motherfucking princess. That's right. I am Phoenix. Yes. And um, I'm, I'm the profane, uh, the profanity of Prince or something. I don't know. Prince phone of profanity. Boy. There it is. The Prince of profanity uh, phone boy. So we finally met <laughs> well, the man whose shit doesn't stink. Yeah! yeah. There we go. And if you couldn't tell by now... We're just... They had a great goddamn time. We're having a great time. And if we offend somebody, well, yeah, exactly. we're not really sorry. Because no, we warned you. That's right. So, I guess it's time to get on with the show. That's right. What is this, a freak out? This is kind of strange. This is terrific. <laughs> I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a-glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing! We're there. That's right. So, the Lotus Effect affects everyone differently and however or wherever the lotus is affecting you thank you for your courage and for propagating the formula of the podfather himself and if you're new to the no agenda family welcome and here's how it works we are a value for value podcast so whatever value you get from the entertainment that they provide that we provide they 
Yeah. What am I having a? Uh, You're talking about us in the third person. What the? F- wow, I, I must be having one of those gender identity moments. My pronouns are what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. So, so like yeah. I was saying, we're we're a value for value podcast, and whatever value you get from the crap that we put out, you can send it back to us in many different ways: time, talent, or treasure, as quoted by the Podfather. And here's how you can do it: you can go to lotuseffect.show and c- click on the green formerly yellow we like money button and send us some of your fiat fun coupons via paypal now we know everybody hates paypal we get it but if your money offends you if you just can't stand to see it anymore we are a charitable organization that will take it off your hands yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, you can also uh, send us boostograms uh, using a podcasting 2.0 app here. Uh, and, and I think it's uh, and, and so you, you can take off all your clothes and go to newpodcastapps.com or go to newpodcastapps.com with your clothes on. Uh, either way, you can uh, uh, you can certainly can send us boostograms and we'll read that and we'll read those in our uh, in our uh, donations and value for value segment here in a second. Uh, you or- can also send us something in the snail mail like two, not one, but two of our producers have done so you know we got a clip about that yes exactly i'm trying to actually that was actually the thing i was trying to find so why don't you talk about i swear on my soul so weirdo sent us a wonderful package as did tigger that contained some samplings of the local wonderfulness and also we can either confirm nor deny there may be some show altering substances that arrived in those packages but we will not confirm or deny that because Uh, because but 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 we can for sure say that oh you're the executive producer that's right so i don't know where i don't know why that clip is not on my thing because i it should be but i know it is i thought it was supposed to be but i just i have got i need to go through my clips at some point here and then actually start uh uh, whittling down a few of these fucking clips that i've got here because i I have way too many on the soundboard oh i actually have it right there it's next to the to the anyway i i I, anyway don't even get me going do i have to utilize your mute button no you do not have to utilize my mute button anyway But we would also like to recognize those who contributed Satoshis to our efforts. You know, we do Studio 33 after the show, and people like to splash the walls, including myself, of the studio with Satoshis during the after party, which is Studio 33. So you know how it works. You request a song, and if you boost that song, then it gets priority on the... Yeah, I'm on, on the playlist. And, uh, basically. That's right. yeah, it exactly. gets played next. Yeah. However, we did get we didn't get a mo- we did our first boost. We did not get um, a, a song request from Weirdo. By the way, and, and I mean people can boost all whatever you want, but uh, uh, you, usually during that's when we get most of our boosts is during Studio 33. It is no so Weirdo comes in with a thousand sats saying it is no measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. I don't know who to credit with the quote. Yeah. Well, somebody it's smart. A great quote though. Exactly. Um, then we get into some music requests. Uh, Weirdo with 500 sats saying E40 down the bowl uh, with studio th- for Studio 33. And uh, he also boosted uh, uh, Josh Turner, your man, uh, for 500 sats. And then we get an anonymous boost with uh, 33333. We love that. Saying, very enjoyable show and great tunes in Studio 33. Thanks for the value from Anonymous. I appreciate that. Thank you, that. Anonymous. And then uh, Weirdo with uh, uh, 500 sats saying Tech 9, Sex Out South. 
Yeah, that was a great track. Uh, another another 500 sats from Weirdos, Tech 9, That Box. There you go. Um, then you, my my uh, my lady, uh, boosted... Me? Yeah, you boosted 3333 33 sats, saying, I've got no more fucks to give. Yes. That's right, because at the point, I hadn't. Yeah, that's right. Then you then you boosted another, another 1,000 sats, saying, Lords of Acid, show me your pussy. That's right. Yes. Uh, and then we got uh, Weirdo with uh, 500 sats saying, L King, my neck, my back. And I think we had to play the follow that up with the real version of that. We desperately did. Yes. And then Phoenix boosted 10,000 sats saying, this is a new life, son of a bitch. Code monkeys unite. And uh, Weirdo with 100 sats saying, message received, having issues with Revolution IRC tonight. When I'm done with chores, I will get it sorted. Um, yeah, I guess we will. Um, now, I want to recognize that the 1,000... Satoshi boost of a new life son of a bitch was from Rideshare Radio last night, which we do every Friday starting at eight central. That's right. Uh, so, and then a thousand sats for uh, with you boosted Jude, Jude Cole back to school from uh, the nineteen eighty six uh, uh, soundtrack of the movie Back to School, which is a great movie. That's one we need to watch, and that's actually something definitely. We, that, that's probably some something we can talk about. And I forgot in the toast and jam as we're going through it. I'm thinking about the yeah. movies we watched the other night. It was uh, great. Yeah, and then. Uh, uh, Weirdo boosted a thousand sats saying Devil Driver Sale, a uh, remix of AWOL Nation. Uh, then another thousand sat boost plays and skills freaks uh, uh, from, but from Weirdo. And then, yeah, Weirdo did another thousand sats saying Head PE, wake up. Yeah, that got us all woke up. And then Sharky yeah, came in with uh, 3333 sats saying Jay Z and Kanze West, uh, Niggas in Paradise. That is, a, that is the title of the song. Um, that, and, that was a wild track, I will say. Yes. And then, uh, and then of course, I have to play this. Because you you boosted ten thousand sats with this is a new live son of a bitch. And if you're not offended, you're not paying attention. I agree with that. So, um, so with all of that, yes. Um, and if by now you've been listening and you haven't turned off your stream, screaming with your head on fire. Thank you for your courage and for having a spine. Yeah, there you go. Now, and so of course, there's way there's lots of, there's ways to send us feedback. And yes, we, because I'm sure that in all honesty. Something that comes out of my mouth, maybe not so much phone boys, but I definitely have the ability and penchance to offend people because I don't have any fucks to give. I'm me. You like me for me or you don't. And I'm fine with either side of that coin. But if there's a reason that you might want to uh, give us some feedback about the things that come out of my or phone boy's mouth, you can feel free to send us an email, phoneboy at lotuseffect.show, phoenix at lotuseffect.show, and that's P-H-E-O-N-I-X. You can also, now you can spell it P-H-O-E-N-I-X, it will still get to me. Apparently it was set up that way by my dude named Ben partner yeah, over here yeah I don't, know, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about uh-huh so you can also send us a message on no agenda social again he is at phone boy at no agenda social and i am at phoenix p-h-e-o-n-i-x with a bunch of stuff after it. oh a whole lot yeah so yeah just but you do or, or there's a link on my profile also now um so you can uh, you can of course snail mail us stuff as, as has been happening or you can uh, you can you, you can uh, make a phone call and i will do this one ringy dingy two ringy dingy Dell computers, this is Chip. 
Now, of course, it's of course, uh, yeah. Neither of those, no, those fine folks are standing by. But Google Voices, and I'm sure it'll turn your voice into a into a horrible transcript. Um, and and you, you can you can give us feedback on it and on anything, including the refire topic for the week. This we, one was a little deep, folks. Yeah. So I, so we want we want to hear your reactions to uh, Mississippi uh, allegedly reinstating the Jim Crow laws. Um, yeah. So the, we're we're gonna we're gonna get into those calls actually tomorrow because we're gonna go live after no agenda and i think that's a um but we're gonna but uh, but you can go ahead and give you uh, we, we do already we do have some calls about that uh and that we will that we will for sure play uh, that we'll for sure play because that was uh, this refire topic but yeah we'll that's have right. some stuff to say about it for sure but uh yeah or if you can you know what we've we've got a, we've got calls from people that uh, that called on the last refire topic or any previous refire topic will which we'll play of course uh so i think it's uh we we do uh, we will but uh, yeah we definitely uh want your we want to hear your feedback however you want to send it to us and uh you can also use the the request line you can also uh, use it as a request line during studio 33 253-237-3321 we play your tunes on request now uh now if you want to be a guest on the show during studio 33 like the bemrose brothers did last night and we even had a call in from sir rev cybertrucker that was amazing so if you'd like to be heard you can call 253-237-3321 during Studio 33, and we will have a segment where we open up the phone lines for anyone yeah. who's interested, and you can sound off or just make a request live. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, just just remember, though. We don't want your shit. Please, Please don't send us your shit. shit. Um, okay, I, I, I have to stop the show for a second because Mama Mama just put it put some big news on us. Apparently, Huge. Uh, apparently, uh, Professor Ted is is uh, is no more. He's apparently he died in prison. I have not read the story yet. Uh, maybe I didn't I'm, realize he was that old. Yeah, well, yes, he, he is old, but uh, it is uh, yeah that. Uh, it, but uh, yes, uh, we want to recognize that Professor Ted was right, and you should read his manifesto. It is not it is not that complicated. Uh, he he he's a smart man. He may he may have used the the a, a, a less than a advisable method to uh, to get, bring the world attention to him but it doesn't invalidate what he says as i think believe i believe he's got a lot of thing good things to say so any case we will we will have uh, we will, so yeah i think we will have to look into this story maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow on i mean i, I know that i know that uh, you know that the boys and no agenda are going to be covering that tomorrow so oh yeah, yeah so. heads will be on fire yeah, exactly. So now I guess we're going to get into the we're going to get into the meat of our program here. Now that we're about, now that we've been yapping for about fifteen minutes here, so we start with. Oh, is someone not feeling well? Your illness is very important to us. Next, welcome to the Healthmaster Inferno, powered uh, by Pure Me Technology. This goes in your mouth. This one goes in your ear, and this one goes in your butt. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah. Don't put yeah. Don't put the wrong tube in your butt. I mean, you know, hey, or but, in your and, mouth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, it is funny. So we're we're gonna we're actually starting with the food segment, which is funny because I do need to uh, hand, I guess, the food that we were that we're eating that we're gonna consume today here uh, during the show. But uh, um, this is this is funny. I saw this article. Even the Chinese internet is dunking on quote unquote white people food, which makes kind of racist in and of itself. I just want to point uh, that yes, out. Yes, exactly. We, and and I think with uh, yeah, we start talking about Jim Crow laws. Racism definitely comes along for the for the ride here. Now, the Chinese internet is discovering healthy eating uh, as the, as portrayed in the West, and it's not impressed. Now, Chinese blogs and social media are awash with people trying to figure out white people food or veggie heavy meals cobbled together with whatever is in the fridge. 
Now, they aren't necessarily knocking Western cult cuisine. Rather, the term takes aim at the, raw, at the world of raw salads, boiled eggs, chicken breasts, sliced ham, and the occasional piece of fruit. Gee, that sounds like, a, you know, that sounds like vegan uh, stuff without saying vegan. Now, that might sound like a simple, healthy lunch in another part of the world, but to the average Weibo user, it's absolute misery. Now, one, one blogger wrote a particularly scathing review about a diet of broccoli, chicken, brown rice, and raw garden vegetables, calling white people food the lunch of suffering. Which I think might be a good, uh, um, um, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? I think a potential show title. What do you think? Okay, I have a question, uh, yeah. though. I, other than the fact it's grains and, and whatnot, what's wrong with broccoli, chicken, maybe some garden veggies? You know, you, you put a little sauce on that, man. You got a meal. What is this dude's problem? Well, the issue is, I don't think the issue is so much that if you put if you put something on it, I assume that they would be okay with it. It's the fact that it looks so plain because it's you're just eating, you know, you're eating single ingredient foods as we talk and as we talk about and with with the with again, the I see no problem. Yes, but to them, right? That's not that that's different than their culture. And I and I and I, yeah, but it is. I find it kind of funny because, um, yeah, the, because I I look at that food and I kind of think the same thing. It's not it doesn't it, it just doesn't taste good. I mean, it's yeah, it's supposedly healthy, but. Some of that stuff, honestly, just does not taste very good, and you don't want to eat it. You don't want to eat it by the bowlful, like they're, you know, like they're. I guess some people do, but the, the, so to them, it look, it's just as a completely different way of eating, and that doesn't make, you know, that doesn't make their way right or our way wrong or whatever. It's just it, it is. It's interesting that people have a different point of view on it, and, and that is, and it's, and yeah, they're basically bagging on vegans now. And although I think this comment was important, not everyone is convinced by the purported benefits of white people food. Now, uh, one comment I wrote, if, if such a meal is to extend a life, what's the, what is the meaning of life? I think it's, which I think is a fair comment. If, well, you it should, is, but why do we have to, uh, okay, I, I'm still having an issue with the whole white people food thing. Yeah. I mean, come on. One of the big things we're talking about is quote unquote racism. And one of the thing, one of the other things that annoys me the most is people seem to have this preconceived notion that racism centers merely around minorities. What about racism against white people? It exists. We've experienced it. And you want racism to stop? Stop saying shit like this. Stop identifying people as, you know, white man food and, you know, black man and yellow man or red man. Why the fuck can't we just all be people? This this article really annoys me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's just it's it's I find it just silly because it's like, yeah, well, of course, that yeah, that food's terrible. It's not, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's not healthy in small amounts you know, in small amounts or those ingredients. In, but if you're if that's all you're eating every day. Yeah, maybe you should be eating something different, but that's, you know, so it's like I said, one of those meals on its own is not bad, but when you look at it through the lens of a, of a, of a vegan or something, yeah, you're eating all that, you're eating that, that stuff and you're not getting the nutrients you need. And, and you know, I think, and I, and I think there's something important, you know, we, we talk about food as a, as, as a sustenance or we, we assume about sustenance, but we also like food that we enjoy, right? Because we, there, there's a, there's a pleasure to eating and there you are. You do have to kind of yeah. want to put the food in your mouth. If it does not taste good, you're not going to be inspired to do so. That's that's and that's right but it's it, this is it, it's and it really does come down yeah i mean it, it is uh um yeah the, we we enjoy what we eat uh, or we try to anyway i mean that's if you're you know but uh um that's part of part of why we eat is this is for there is a certain amount of enjoyment and almost there can be too much and it can be addictive and that's you know that's part of the problem but um, that's the problem we run into is we are a nation of excess who I truly believe, and, and I believe there's actually studies that 
support the fact that people literally eat just for the sake of eating. And then, and then we wonder, in addition to what they're eating, quantity does come in. Unless you're like a Michael Phelps. Again, you know, I referenced the fact I once heard that he ate like a shit ton of pancakes and all this and that, you know, for breakfast before he would go and train. But with the extended amount of time that he was exercising, yeah, he was totally burning that off. Not that I'm advocating eating those, you know, carb cakes and shit, but at the same time, we don't need to be eating just for the sake of eating because, oh, this tastes good because it's, that's just not healthy. No, it's not. And that's, yeah, I think, I think, you know, I think, I think you, you might get some pushback from carnivores, but on eating one thing all the time may not be the healthiest thing in the world because you're missing something, right? So every now and again, you got you got to change things up. Now, I, again, I realize that there are people that, that that's the only way that they're able to survive. And I think of Michaela Peterson, for example, which uh, all of her autoimmune, the only way her autoimmune diseases stay at bay is if she just eats nothing but beef, water, and salt. So, you know. But that's for med, you know, that's a medical condition. Yeah, yeah, she. Uh, well, yeah, some people would say the Petersons all have a medical condition, but uh, um, I, I, it, I, but I don't, th- but uh, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I, I think they're perfectly sane personally, but what do I know? Um, but what I do know is that there's, there's now an article talking about the switching carbs with protein might reduce mortality risk in people with chronic kidney disease. Now, it is believed that a high protein diet is harmful for people with chronic kidney disease, and but this actually may not be true. <clears throat> now, a new study suggests that switching carbohydrates with protein may help reduce mortality risk in people with the condition. And then the WHO actually recommends making protein a primary source of diet while reducing fat and carbohydrates in the diet of pe- for people in general. Now, the agency, however, cautions against the use of protein for those with CKD as high levels of protein are believed to cause kidney de- uh, deterioration. Well, we know that's bullshit, but um, anyway, in the latest study, researchers evaluated the mortality risk of 3,683 adult CKD patients in the U.S. The the patients had lower mortality rates when their source of energy from carbohydrates was 30 to 45 percent compared to people who had 60 percent of their energy from carbohydrate sources. Now, those who had 5 to 20 percent of their energy energy from sugar also had lower mortality rates when compared to people with who had 40 percent of their energy from sugar. So it shows this seems kind of common sense. Yes, exactly. Now, um. And and so th- and I think this is um, you know and yeah this is this is this makes nothing but sense it, it, and there, I never thought I never thought that there was an issue I think you know I heard something about protein buildup or in the in the in whatever I didn't necessarily buy that um, it seems to me that yeah if you eat when you eat right stuff so all this stuff it's like oh we think you know we think this does it it's like yeah when you start eating right things start fixing themselves I think that's a that, then that's you know and I think we're this is a uh, you know this this is how we get healthy right when we're when we've been eating like trash pandas for um okay know, I'm gonna point it know, out again yeah. as we often do how do we know it's the protein that is causing the kidney deterioration and not wait for it dun 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 sugar yeah exactly um so now um and we talk, you know, and again, this is. I think I think our nutrition in generally is as as a as a as a population has uh, deteriorated. Even eating the same food just because of all the changes and you know and how things are grown and that kind of thing. Then now there's a nutty, there's a study that shows that a daily multivitamin for people over sixty. So I, I got another ten years before I have to take a multivitamin. Help me remember. Um, um, shows shows slows memory decline that comes with aging. Now, um. 
People over 60 who take a daily multivitamin pill may be slowing age-related memory decline, according to a new study that amplifies similar findings from last year. Now, more than 3,500 American adults over the age 60 were randomly assigned to take either a daily multivitamin supplement or placebo for three years. Now, at the end of each year, participants performed a series of online cognitive assessments at home designed to test memory function of the hippocampus, an area of the brain that is normally affected by aging. Now, by the end of the first year, memory improved... For the, place- for the people taking a daily multivitamin compared with those taking a placebo. And the benefits were sustained over the three-year period. Now, the researchers at Columbia University in Brigham and, and Women's uh, Hospital at Harvard said that the results are consistent with another recent study from Wake Forest University that showed more than 2,200 older adults and found that taking a daily multivitamin improved overall cognition, memory recall, and attention. Now, in the earlier study showed that the three years of multivitamin supplementation roughly translated to a 60% slowing of cognitive decline, equating to around 1.8 years of normal mental capacity. Now, t- now of course, yeah, nu- yeah, having good nutrition definitely helps as you get older. I mean, who knew that? And and I suspect that if people ate the right diet, that, that, that they wouldn't need to be taking a multivitamin in the first place. Although, I mean, you know, you know, there's even people that say, yes, we should probably, um, you know, we should pr- that, uh, yeah, that, that taking a multivitamin is probably a good idea just because we're, 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 we're you know, our soils are so depleted and that causes the, you know, the, the uh, plants that grow from them to be, uh, you know, uh, nutritionally deficient. So there's a lot of uh, deficiencies that probably need to be addressed, right? So um, it would seem, but it w- I still think you'd have a better head start by eating right in the first place, eating, you know, eating, you know, single ingredient foods and all of that. You're going to be in better shape. And, and get- again, no, you know, we've, we've said it numerous times. The best time to start is 10 years ago. The next best time is now. Exactly. Now, um, now I will say, okay, being stressed leads your brain to crave more comfort foods, according to this study that we discovered. And researchers from the Garvin Institute of Medical Research discovered that stress took over the brain's typical reaction to satiety. Uh, to satiety, which resulted in the continuous activation of reward signals that led to consuming foods that are more palatable, that which we were just talking about. Now, it says that when we showed that chronic stress combined with a high-calorie diet can drive more and more food intake as well as a preference for sweet, highly palatable food, thereby promoting weight gain and obesity. This research highlights how crucial a healthy diet is during times of stress. Professor Herbert Herzog, senior author of the study and visiting scientist at the Gavin Institute, said in a news release. So when we experience stress, our bodies release stress hormones like cortisol. And cortisol can increase our appetite and drive cravings for calorie-dense comfort foods, particularly those high in sugar and fat. Now, here's another thing about cortisol is it makes it more difficult to lose weight. And that is a huge problem, especially if you're stress eating. Now, Dr. Johannes Use, a general practitioner at Broadgate General Practice based in London, Use was not involved in the study, but apparently this was his findings. So stress keeps your body in a survival mode, which means it will act on instinct to keep you safe, he explained. And yeah, stress does cause one to overeat. That's why you have to be constantly conscious of what you're doing. I I mean, everybody has stress. Everybody 
goes through all the things of the human condition. It's how you react to them that matters the most. Yeah, exactly. And, the, and I can tell you that that my yeah my eating patterns were all over the place uh, when I, yeah, this time you know, last year when going through a lot of the. Uh, um, you know, the beginnings of the divorce process. And, and, and You're on mute. I'm on mute again. Oh, I love it. Yes. This is what I, I, I cough and I forget to take myself off mute. It is amazing. But yeah, you know, what I, what I would, um, yeah, mute button. Exactly. This is the, um, but yeah, what, what I was saying is, is that this is that I, that yes, my eating patterns changed. I mean, necessarily because of where I was living, but that, that was also because that also, which is also causing some of the stress to be honest. But, um, but yeah, when I was stressed out, my eating patterns were, you know, now I'm pretty good at, uh, keeping the major stuff out, but still a little, you know, little things uh, creep in from time to time. And, you know, much like we've been, uh, uh, we've been struggling with here around the house uh, is, yeah, we, we, you know, with some of there's been some stuff that has uh, crept in and, and stuck around and we went, okay, we need to, we need to nip this in the bud because we're not making the kind of progress we want to make. But uh, so, uh, but yeah, there, the, sometimes you make those choices to allow it in during a stressful time. And if they're in their house, they're in your mouth. It's at some point. So, uh, yeah, definitely stress is a big, uh, is a big uh, driver of eating. So yeah, trying to keep your stress. Well, under control. unless you give it away, then it's not in your house. Well, this is true. Yeah. But, uh, okay. But, uh, meanwhile, um, that uh, this is so. There's a story about hormone replacement therapy showing that taking oral estrogen increases the risk of hypertension. And uh, now, according to the researchers, taking oral estrogen increased the risk of high blood pressure by 14% when compared to hormone treatment using transdermal estrogen creams. Now, the risk of estrogen pills was 19% in comparison with the use of vaginal estrogen creams or suppositories. Now, we know. Estrogens ingested orally are metabolized through the liver, and this associated with an increase in factors can lead to higher blood pressure, said Sidney uh, Kalenga, the, the lead author of the study published in the American Heart Association Journal Hypertension. Now, the... Now, the researchers team also found that taking estrogen for an extended period of time or use of a higher dose was associated with a greater risk of high blood pressure. That makes nothing but sense. Yeah, well, exactly. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, I mean, you know, this is something that I, I've, I've definitely heard women rant about is how, is how bad birth control is in terms of like messing with your hormones. And, and I can agree oh, yeah. with them. I absolutely cannot take it. Yeah. My, my ex actually threatened to divorce me. Of course, if I had known, you know, anyway, yeah. I'll behave. <laughs> Needless to say, yeah. The, the few times that I was on it to attempt to regulate things. Because, you know, my diet was total shit. I was eating like a trash panda. Gee, you can't imagine why my stuff was all messed up. Anyway, it made me just mean. Like, I know we joke about the fact that I have no filter. In my day-to-day -day life, I can censor myself. And I often do. Part of what we do here on this show is definitely entertainment value. But you're also getting the me that doesn't have to have the filter. That being said, though, I just didn't give a shit who I upset, who I hurt, who I... I mean, I still don't give a fuck who I offended, but I, I didn't care if I hurt somebody. If, if, I w if I felt a certain way about something that was going on, I just said it. I didn't censor myself at all. And, and I know that probably hurt some of the people in my life because of it. But those... those Yeah, those meds were just not something that... I mean, I didn't obviously need the birth control for its intended use, if you will. But at the same point in time, it just, it made me such a mean person that when I realized, uh, like I could feel myself seeing everybody's head as potential batting practice target. 
And I was just like, this is not worth it. Well, yeah. And, and this is uh, one of the, yeah, one of the many things that, uh, you know, I, I, it was funny because I think the now the the abstence the the reason that I that I that I received for uh, yeah continuing to take a you know said pharmaceutical without uh, without a, without an obvious need for it I'm referring to my ex uh, she said oh it helps regulate the cycle and, and and if you're doing that to regulate the cycle something else is wrong folks you might uh, you know you might you might I don't know clean up your diet but anyway that's that's a different that's, that's a that's a different situation but uh, it, I don't know this I, I pulled this up and I'm just like yeah this is I guess just another really reason to avoid birth control if you you know, at least, or at least that kind of birth control. Um, you know, but I mean, yeah, but I would assume that it's not just like the oral birth control that causes this reaction in the body. It's, I would assume it is the same hormones that are in, um, you know, like the Nuva ring or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. The the main difference is the delivery mechanism. Yeah. I I believe that's the truth. So I don't, Yeah, I don't, I don't. Just stay away from it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, truly, it just, I, I've i never understood. I, I mean, I know we joke about, you know, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. But honestly, what are you doing to your body because you don't want to get pregnant? Well, there's other options that you can exercise that don't involve putting a, a sti- you know, a, a chemical hormone, ultimately. No. In, into your body. It's just, yeah, exactly. It's it's so sad. Yeah, um, because you know, did did anyone ever consider the fact that birth control pills might contribute later in life to ovarian cancer, cervical cancer, whatever else? I mean, seriously. Okay, well, speaking of cancer, uh, so there's so apparently it is National Cancer Survivor Month. Who knew about who knew that? Um, uh, tips to reduce risk of recurrence. Now, I, I, I'm going to bring these. I brought these up just because it's because, yeah, I mean, cancer sucks. I mean, so my certainly uh, that was how my dad died. And it was it was uh, it was brain cancer. And actually saw it's funny. I saw I, I did you did you know that Shannon Doherty uh, is is now has cancer that spread to her brain? I actually did see that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so yeah, who knew? So yeah, um, it is. You know, this, so apparently it is celebrated every year in June, along with uh, Pride Month and everything else, to uh, honor and support those who are fighting or have fought the disease. Now, um, they recommend regular checkups, of course, going in and making sure you know, ma- you know, making sure you talk to your doctor about any side effects that you might have of your medication. Uh, you know, you know, eat a well balanced diet that contains fiber, nutrients, and cancer protective natural phytochemicals. It's essential for cancer survivors. Now, health. Experts recommend limiting red meat, alcohol, junk food, and processed sugar. Uh, I think I, I think I can only I, I think I disagree with the first thing in that, and the others, yes. So now, getting regular exercise and staying physically active reduces the chances of getting of developing severe. Uh, serious health conditions, including cancer. Now, so simple activities such as walking help to reduce fatigue, nausea, mood swings, and pain. Now, of course, quitting smoking—you um, know—it's kind of an obvious one, right? Uh, if you got, if you got, if you got cancer. Now, of course, of course, I'm suspecting that again. The cancer is caused by sugar, right? Uh, because the, the cigarettes are laced with it. Uh, maintain a healthy weight. Now, keeping your weight within a healthy range is the most important step for protecting from cancer. Is about four to eight percent of all cancers are attributed to obesity. Um, now, of course, again, uh, go for screenings, right? So, go, you know, go, go see your medical professional. Um, and, uh, you know, there, and of course, one of the things that you, you could easily do to, to, to reduce the risk of recurrence, stop fucking eating sugar, because guess what? Cancer loves sugar. 
But holy crap, like no mention of that. And it was the fact that, you know, Vinny Tortorich here has this, you know, I think he's he, he's uh, more than it's like more than 15 years into this. He got he got a, a rare form of leukemia, uh, you know, and, and went in for chemo. And, and, uh, it, it, and, and, you know, it's the kind of cancer that comes back every few years. It needs to be zapped. He hasn't had a peep out of it ever since. Um, it's cr- a very strong argument for how sugar Yes. contributes to cancer and he's you know he's he's uh he he keeps very strict and he's he work you know he he exercises he eats healthy and i'm, and I'm sure he gets checked on a regular basis and he never smoked right so he, he's a, so i'd say you know this is if you you know but no mention of eating sugar because sugar is the problem right this is this is one of the this is because you know, that's the thing that the cancer feeds on you stop eating the sugar you stop with the cancer it's well, pretty remember easy. the the sugar industry pays lots of money to make sure that there's no negative press against their product. Well, of course not. No, um, that's right. Now, okay, so we, I, we've been kind of bagging on Chat GPT and, and artificial intelligence lately. Now, there are some good things that that artificial intelligence does, and so we're gonna and we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, um, you know, here with uh, so there's a, there's an antibiotic that destroy that uh, uh, destroys one of the deadliest superbugs that was discovered by an AI supercomputer. Now. Uh, Canadian and U.S. scientists use deep learning to identify an antibiotic molecule that can kill, and I'm not going to, uh, so a- Acetinobacter uh, baumeni. It's a very difficult yeah. Latin word to pronounce. Yes. One of the most dangerous antibiotic-resistant bacteria, no- notoriously difficult to eradicate. It causes infections in vulnerable hospital patients like a pre- like premature babies and those with compromised immune systems. Now, the bug can survive on surfaces, um, you know, such as door handles, cupboards, and beds for long periods and can cause pneumonia, sepsis, and men- men- meningitis, all of which are potentially fatal. Now, the, Well, uh, you know, it sounds to me like they need to start cleaning their medical facilities better if this is becoming a big problem. Yes. Now, the superbug's ability to pick up DNA from other species of bacteria in its surroundings, including antibiotic-resistant genes, make it uniquely invincible. But the AI algorithm predicted a compound that can beat it. Now, and the researchers named the newly discovered compound abousin and improved its effectiveness in experiments on mice with infected wounds in bacterial cells grown in the lab. So, you know, it's still got more testing to do. Now, the, now the AI process, of course, could also be used to speed the discovery of treatments for other uh, potentially fatal diseases, including including MRSA, because it can access hundreds of millions, possibly billions of molecules that have potential antibacterial properties. Now, when I read this story, I went, oh, that's great. We've been doing this in cybersecurity for, for a little while now. Um, you know, so my day job, uh, you know, we, of course, course, everybody's marketing their, you know, their stuff as, you know, yeah, being AI driven and that kind of thing. Um, well, it's the new hot buzzword. Exactly. So, um, but, the, and, the, and, you know, we've been, and, and I remember, and I actually did, I've actually done several events that talk about artificial intelligence. Intelligence and, 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 and sort of how it and how it affect and how it uh, relates to products and that kind of thing and 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 yeah this has been happening for a while we there in certain situations where we were able to use artificial intelligence and machine learning to improve the uh, prevention rate on uh, so preventing malware from entering your uh, your your systems it's so there it's, so we've been doing this in in, in cyber for for some for some years now. Um, so to, to see, nice to see that the medical community is doing the same thing. Again, this is a situation where the artificial intelligence may not be a, a bad thing. It's a, you know, it, it does have its good uses and it also has its bad uses. Exactly. Yeah. So, which makes me happy, which leads us into the next segment of, uh, you know, uh, that's right. So I've got to, I've got to find the button here because I'm now confused as to where I am. The key to life is a penis in your asshole. That's right. Everybody needs a penis in your asshole. 
Okay. So one of the greatest stories that I read, and I'd actually heard something about this. So when I when I saw it come up on my reader, I was like, ooh, we need to cover this. A mom became pregnant while already pregnant, conceiving twins 28 days apart. Now, most of you would be going, what? That's not possible. It actually is, which is really weird. But an extra fertile mother was overjoyed when she discovered she was pregnant again while already pregnant. So after apparently conceiving her twins 28 days apart, this woman conceived two beautiful little girls one month apart due to an incredibly rare phenomenon known as superfetation where a new pregnancy occurs after the first one. She said, I was carrying two babies who were growing at different stages, but we didn't know that. Now, she is from Hershedford, England. Her, uh, Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it, Herefordshire. Yeah. And I hear a lot about interesting medical things coming out of England, so this didn't really surprise me all that much. They couldn't work out why I was so sick. I had a scan at seven weeks, and they said they could tell something wasn't right. They couldn't work out why one of the twins was bigger than the other. They had their own sacs and placentas so they could feed when they wanted to. When they were born, there was a 35% growth difference between the two of them, which is massive. And the staff realized they'd been conceived four weeks apart. Now, the first baby was a 32-week baby, and the bigger baby was a 36-week baby. I said it couldn't be right. I'd never heard of it. I didn't know how it happened. Honey, I can tell you how it happened. You were bumping uglies while uh, while the first one started baking. It's not that hard to figure out. But kudos to her for having beautiful twins. There's actually a picture of them in the article. And I would assume that there were no real complications other than a, you know, four-week prematureness in the birth of the younger one. Yeah. But it is, uh, yeah. That, that, I, when I read that, I'm like, wow. That, I mean, it's it's one of those happy stories. I think it's actually a. Uh, it is a feel good story because they they survived. I mean, as peculiar as this anomaly is, they don't look deformed. They look now to be you know relatively the same size. They're just wonderful little bundles of joy, and that was just so sweet to see that story. Yeah, it was, and that's you know we're yeah we're trying we were trying to add some happier stories to the happiness segment because uh, you know that's a, that's a that's a that's I a, didn't feel like a whole bunch of stories explaining how you got out of this that and the other thing that was crap in your life were really under the category of happiness. So we decided we would find some stories that could make you smile, like the baby's story. Yes, exa- and this other one. Exactly. There are support groups that are using sheep to help people improve their mental health. A new animal therapy business using cuddly wool neighbors to help struggling kids and adults with their mental health and the results are unbelievable what yeah, I know that, that was really cheesy yeah you <laughs> talk spelled ewe was launched by emma redman and pippa ashton last year after emma was emma was given the opportunity to buy a unique breed of sheep called a Velias black nose Known for a dog-like temperament that makes him perfect for providing emotional support. Now, the pair has a flock of seven sheep and two goats to help those that are finding life challenging. Isn't that most of us? Exactly. Now, studies have shown that animal therapy can have both psychological and physiological benefits. And that's actually true. If you think about sitting and petting a cat or a dog, I know... 
when I was in clinical rotation for nursing school, one of the big things that I thought was important was that they had a couple of cats on the unit and it was helpful for the residents because it it had a lot of really positive physiological effects on them. Yeah. Yeah. So then, and yeah, it is, um, you know, it's kind of funny and it's, and I mean, just, you know, that I've, cause I've had pets and not had pets and you know, they, they, they do, they have some, I think they have some benefits. I mean, they, uh, certainly it can stave off loneliness if that's your only, uh, that's your only companion. But, uh, yeah, I mean, even though I got to stand up to pet, uh, pet cashmere because he, he insists on uh, being pet with feet. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's still a, still, still a good thing. Where is it? Where is our furry co-host anyway? Did he disappear? I think he, he, he seems to have, he was here at the beginning of the show, but he's disappeared yeah, now. So, um, so a young girl came to the farm who tried all different types of therapies. And for the first 10 minutes, she didn't want to engage. And then after that, she was in the stable with the sheep being cuddled. Over the hour that we started talking and there was laughter and smiles. And she's come back weekly since, according to Emma. Okay. So that's really great that these sheep are helping people to cope a little better with what's going on in their lives. Yeah, not only that, it's I mean it's but but yeah, it's uh, that's it's a it's a unique way to do it, I guess. So. It really is. Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean it, we do need to be careful about using the uh, you know using this uh, uh, thing, you know. Or, uh, yeah, I mean it, it's yeah you, yeah you talk about sheep, there people think that mean you mean no, you weird people, no, don't do that. That's. Are we, be, are we being no, Are we being inappropriate? Naughty yet? Yeah, we're being inappropriate, yes. No. I mean, I can't be inappropriate. No, I'm not saying you can't be inappropriate. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what we're talking about. Well, I know that's not what you're talking about, but we, I don't want, I don't want this, anybody else to be confused. Okay, I want to be clear. The, the company that we told you about, You Talk, is not an Ohio dating site. <laughs> yeah, not an Ohio dating site oh good lord okay um now there now there's three things to do if you're wondering why can't i just be happy now um this is uh there there's some we sometimes it's uh you know there there are reasons why you can't just muscle up and be happy and then you have to work through the obstacles um uh, from just surviving and having moments of happiness to thriving and living a joy of, uh, a life full of joy and inspiration i mean i went through this myself right and, and, and living a life where where we love who we are and what we are doing and have hope for the future and then you know so what, what are, how are we supposed to get past this well um you know you got you you got to look at the past and you know you got to you got to acknowledge it for what it is, have the, you know, validate those past experiences. And some, you know, and, and if you don't fully validate and process whatever happened before, that energy just kind of hangs out and gets trapped and it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, you know, it, it, and, and yeah, we, we need, part of it is releasing the, uh, these, uh, you know, these experiences into the universe. We the letting go of pain that we've had in the past. It's uh, so true. Yeah. Um, now, uh, when you've been hurt in the past, it's normal to want to curate a life where you can't get hurt again. And then we create a sense of safety by ensuring our life is as predictable as possible. And anytime someone in our circle acts in a way that feels that is outside our control, we ensure they get back in line for our own safety or we or so we believe that sounds narcissistic it, very much so uh and a lot of people mistake feeling safe for feeling happy and that is definitely uh i, I could i can see how people make that mistake uh they certainly that it plays out in the in the in the zeitgeist uh, for sure uh, uh being in a constant search for safety keeps us in survival mode. Yeah, that, that also sounds familiar. Being in a constant or, or knowing you are safe within yourself no matter what allows you to move out of survival and into a higher consciousness that brings joy and pleasure 
and happiness. Um, now, I course, love the fact it says a higher consciousness. Yes, I thought that was I thought that was nice. Um, so now we and then we, and then we look for happiness, and we, we what we look for we'll, we'll we'll find it. Now there's a reason we constantly hear people talk about gratitude, and I agree. I agree. We you know try to be grateful every day for the for the things that we have, and when we look for things that we're grateful for, things we enjoy or love, we create more of those things in our lives, and we begin to see how much joy and happiness we already have. And I, I that's really true when you think about how much I mean our our lives have changed for the better and ergo we are we've said many times when you change your thinking you change your world and when things are right in your world you can see the beauty i i mean i can't count how many times i see a rainbow when before it was an anomaly to see one now it seems like it's just commonplace yeah exactly because you're yeah because you're uh you're open to it you're open to it yeah uh we we so often completely overlook the goodness that's all around us right now because we're preconditioned to see and experience all the things that are going wrong yeah for sure um but uh but yeah what is well when you focus on negative all you will see is negative and vice versa that's right so all right with that i think we're we're, we're right at the moment we're going to focus on some uh, stupidity by of the of the cavalcade type with our with our uh has it arrived it has arrived yes it is, sitting, it is here so thank you rev cyber trucker thank he, you he rev. says he says he's uh he's getting pretty good at doing it so uh let's uh let's let's see what let's, let's see hear what he, his offering let's hear his offering today here while i do uh while i do a little bit of that hi ho pedal heads and welcome to the rev cyber truckers cavalcade of stupidity at 5 minutes and 55 seconds long, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody was probably the longest song ever played on the radio at the point of its release. The song itself has been parodied and covered many, many times. So what happens when the Jim Henson Company decides to do a cover of Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody? Well, you get a fairly awesome cover. From the Jim Henson Company, this is The Muppets. Bohemian Rhapsody. It's just fantasy Caught in a landslide No escape from reality Open your eyes Look up to the skies And see I'm just a poor boy I need no sympathy Cause I'm easy come Easy go, little high, little low. Any way the wind blows doesn't really matter to me. To me. Mama. Mama? Yeah. Mama. Dada? Dada? 
All right. You, you'll have to. You can tune in to Studio Thirty Three and hear the full hear the version. version. Yeah, the whole version of that. But so. that was great. Thank you so much, Rev. Yeah, thank you so much, Rev. That well, that is great. And uh, yeah, so um, okay, so now we are now we are into the toast and jam segment uh, and refire topic for the week here. So um, okay, um, so there wasn't much from Rideshare this week, right? Not really. Another. The only thing really was fuck Nashville and the CMAs. I was not working Thursday and Friday. In that traffic for not enough money to make it worth the stress level, no way. No, it wasn't. Uh, and uh, but what you did do instead, which I thought, which I thought was great, was uh, you. Uh, yeah, we 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 started attacking the uh, the the uh, the homework that you have for this uh, for you now because you're now back to school, right? I am. My session started on Tuesday, and it took a couple days to actually get into the visual media book that we're using for this course for technical difficulty reasons that involved me having to contact my instructor. But the long and the short, very wonderful. I mean, he didn't hesitate at all to help with getting me on board. And ultimately, I was able to, because the due date on it's the 16th, and for whatever reason, it wasn't computing in my head that the 16th was a week from yesterday. So yeah. I freaked a little bit thinking I'm never going to get like after reading like the beginning of this chapter, I started thinking, oh, my God, I'm never going to get this. I need to have as much time as possible to try to wrap my head around it so I can do these assignments. It just seemed like a really overwhelming task. And then at the end of the day, I wrote a piece of code and it ran. Yeah, uh, you actually you you actually generated multiple pieces of code that ran. So um, we right. But the. The specific one that I had to, I only had the information that had to go in and not a copy paste ultimately of this is how it should look. It gave me the answer and said, basically, if you do it right, this is what your answer is going to look like. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's in that exactly. And that, and that's so, and, and as I told you, you can do this. It's going to, it's, and it, it's going to, it's going to take some repetition and some time and all this stuff's going to start making a lot more sense. If I start friggin' seeing code in my dreams, we're going to have issues. I just want that known. Okay. Well, we're not going to do that, but, um, <laughs> But uh, one thing I've been working on this week is so um, one of the things I lost in the divorce. I had, so I had built a, I had actually built a, an arcade cabinet and put inside a Raspberry Pi and had a, you know, and was able to play arcade games on this thing, right? And you know, was a uh, was a running Retro Pi and that kind of thing. And unfortunately, that that got left behind. Now. Through uh, now, I, I had actually had built two of them because I used one of them as uh, something I would take to uh, uh, trade shows and, and, and if, uh, prior prior to COVID, and I'd actually and, and we'd have it in the booth as a as a you know something that people you know, something that people can hang out and play, right? So I had I had already had this uh, kind of set up, um, and so I wanted to get it going again uh, because uh, well now I got somebody here that actually kind of enjoys doing that every now and again. Uh, I so, do. Um, I so I bought a another ra- I bought uh, what is it a Raspberry Pi four hundred keyboard which has got the raspberry pi yeah it's so it's literally the raspberry pi is literally built into the keyboard it's got the ports on the back and everything uh so i i, I have a, and then i bought a couple of new controllers and 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 lo and behold i am now kind of going through and, and you know doing some cleanup on it of course because you import all the roms and you realize that uh you know there there you don't need 33 versions of street fighter um, it's been a hella process it's been a process but there's but you know we're also got things for the the atari 2600 and the nintendo 64 you were playing a game yesterday that uh, army men yeah the army men game yeah this yeah so fun uh, af 
Yeah, so we're we're kind of reliving our childhood here. So this is, uh, you know, I think it caught... I think childhood it, shit? That's like my kid's childhood. I taught them how to play that. They loved that game. Yeah, exactly. But it is a... Well, I mean, some of the stuff that I've got on there, yeah, for sure. It, 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 it's, uh, yeah, it's my childhood. It's our... It's, probably their childhood too because it's a, it spans a, you know a number of years of, of, of video games so uh, that are that are in there but uh, it is my uh, children never had nintendo it was xbox or not xbox uh playstation playstation well but there's and there's lots of ways but again there are um you know it's 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 neat that you can build the stuff i mean i i tried to buy one of these um one of these emulator boxes on amazon and i, I basically returned it uh because it, it was, sucked it sucked actually it's that's i've still got that sitting down there to get to 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 uh to do um so um but i think this is uh yeah the, so yeah with the, but i it's going to be a while before I'm going to buy, build an actual arcade cabinet to put this in. Right now, I just have this hooked up to our uh, to our uh, to our television uh, in the in the in the living room. Uh, you know, it's good for when guests come over. Or we need you know we need it. We need a little bit of a break, and so we'll play you know Asteroids or or uh, Mario or something like that. You know, just to kind of uh, just it just is a mindless activity. That's a, that's a you know. That, that's I enjoy watching more than playing, but occasionally I enjoy taking up the joystick. Yeah. So this is, uh, but anyway, this, this is exactly what go, this is, uh, but this is what I've been working on and I'm still going to be working on. And then there's been, uh, Oh, I mean, I got some, I got some vinyl for, I got my, cause I got my, uh, I got my, they might be giants, uh, uh flood album that, uh, that I ordered. Uh, that was a, that was a nice, uh, that was a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, there hasn't been a lot of, there, there hasn't been a lot of vinyl purchases lately. Um, but, um, no. Know. And if anyone was in rideshare radio last night, you heard me fussing about the fact that the, Oingo Boingo album that I looked up on eBay because I thought, oh, this would be a good one to have. It's got a couple of songs that we like. Yeah. I mean, the new one is like 30 bucks, so that's okay. I don't hate that price. I'm willing to pay that price. But the OV, the original vinyl, they're looking between 80 and 100 and above. I'm like, do you, do you people have no soul? Like, what the hell is so special? I can understand if it were... An Eagles album, a Floyd album, which, yeah, Division Bell is like 150 last time I looked. But anyway, I just don't see how Oingo freaking Boingo goes for 80 to 100 bucks for original vinyls. That, that's obscene. Exactly. Um, okay, so um, but now I think we're to the voicemails, and so um, these voicemails. Hey, I, the voicemail. Yeah. So these vo- these voicemails, I don't think they. T- I don't think they're on any of the the topic that we're that, that is the refire topic. So we're going to play them today. Works for me. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're going to start with this one. This was uh, this came out. This actually we usually get our we usually don't get our calls midweek. Um, this one kind of surprised me when I heard when I saw it. I didn't recognize the number offhand, but uh, I think I think you'll recognize who it is. Oh, hello. Hello. It's a uh, Wednesday. I'm going to try not to sound like an idiot because this is my nightmare. Anyways, uh, do over. Um, cliche as everyone prior to me has been. Um, I don't think that we should do have do overs, butterfly effect and all. Um, I personally have do betters or do nows. That's how I make the adjustments. Um, when I do acknowledge that there's something that I could have done better. Uh, but anyways, love you both. Uh, my heart is racing like I just did my four miles in 20 minutes. Uh, I'm going to go fold laundry and listen to Sunday's show. Uh, keep it keep it going in the Lotus. Mwah. Bye. Thank you, Hempress Emily. We adore you, and your voicemails are always welcome. 
Yeah, exactly. And she she had a follow up. I, I like I that though. That, Do yeah. betters. Yeah. Do betters. Yeah. Hero, I realize that I'm a fucking retard. Not sorry for being non PC. Whatever. It's I was. It's a retard move. I looked at the calendar and I was like, today is Wednesday. And then I looked and I was like, it's Flag Day. No, it's Wednesday the seventh. There's no do-overs, just do-downs or do-betters. God damn it. Love you both. Thank you. Don't delete it. Just fucking send it. This is a live son of a bitch. <laughs> Emily, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, do better. I think I'm, I think I'm in agreement to that. Um, it is. Uh, I yeah. definitely like that. Yeah, exactly. That was a great one. Uh, so uh, here's the. OK, so this is I, I told you about the existence of this voicemail. Uh, yes, I, have, I, have, I, I think I need to give this voicemail a preface. So I had actually a rideshare customer who I had brought to an interview and it was out in BFEL. Like there was no way in hell this person was going to be able to get a rideshare back. So I'm like, you know what? Because she, you know, she was commenting to me that she didn't know how she was going to get back. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just knock my meter off and, and wait for you. And then when you get ready, I'll turn it back on. And then when you make the ride request, it'll definitely come through to me because I'll be the closest car. So she was absolutely amazed that I would do that. And then so appreciative. And we had a fantastic conversation during the ride to her interview and from it, it was such a beautiful experience and of course i ended up giving her one of our business cards for the show and she actually called in a voicemail now i only know this because phone boy had seen the transcript and said um that, like, i guess part of the voicemail says that i brought her to her interview and i'm really the only person who or i mean she's the only person i brought to an interview recently so I was like, oh, it must be her. But I, he's like, do you want to know what it says? I said, no, I want to hear this when the pedal heads hear it. Okay. So this is what we've got. We, but, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, yeah, we do realize that uh, sometimes, uh, you know, a cold read uh, gives the, you know, gives the, gives the best content as it were. So, yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm, I hope she's listening. If so, like, thank you so much for contributing a voicemail to the show. And I hope you enjoy the content. All right. So here, so here it is. I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, uh, okay. So this has her voice, this has her number on it and I might need to actually, uh, I, I may censor it out because right. we, because that's we do a good play. idea. Yeah. So I tell you what, I'm not going to play this now. I will do, we'll, I will, uh, I, I have to do some audio editing. So we'll play this. Uh, we'll play this tomorrow. This is probably something we should have known about before. I didn't realize, cause I didn't look at the transcript cause I didn't want to know anything myself because I also wanted the, uh, the okay. knowledge. So because this is what, because of what this is, I'm going to, I will do some post-production on that. Yes, we do realize that now. However, right. I don't think we need to do some post-production on this uh, voicemail. Okay. Ew, ew, ew. That's her day. Yeah, yeah. Guys go to the farmer's market or anything today? Uh, oh, no memorial service. That's, uh, you know, fun, right? Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, I had to do another person, so, but, uh. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, question. Uh, I just looked at a quick article or two, so, uh, and they weren't the best, but, uh, yeah, it seems like reinstating stuff that was, at least from what I saw, would, would sound racist, does not seem like a good idea, um, you know, because, yeah, like, the fact that racism has, like, ever been a thing is just insane to me. 
Uh, but yeah, remember hearing, uh, my dad would say like how he got teased a little bit for like having an African American friend and whatnot, like when he was in school and it was just like, what, you know, just insane. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so as far as I saw, which was a kind of quick headline and not very good article on like two different sites, but, uh, seems like not a good idea. Uh, that sort of deal. So, yeah, um, especially, I mean, it's not even like federal or, you know, like federal overrates it. So I don't know. Anyway, what I thought. So I did not get educated up on this before I called. So listener beware. Um, but anywho, yeah, what you guys got going for, for, for t- t- tomorrow? You guys normally take like, I think Fumboy does, but I don't know if Phoenix does exactly but it sounds like you guys normally like take weekends off which is cool well, if, well, if you've got like schooling and stuff for studying you still do on the weekends but uh yeah you have to say it is nice when we both have the weekends off because yeah like the only time uh that uh actually can wake up and like before she's awake kind of thing or wake up and not just leave her in bed kind of deal so all right well love the guys that angry and, you know, whether or not you're uh, celebrating life that somebody lived or you're celebrating life that somebody's living, go ahead and give a little ka-ka! Thank you. Thank you, Chris, for battles. Chris, for battles. We love it. Um, we do. So, yeah, then we'll get, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly didn't know anything about this, this, uh, the, as I said, the alleged uh, Jim Crow laws uh, uh, situation. Um, so this will be interesting for myself as well, uh, because I had not really been, I mean, there, let's, we, we, we were kind of going through some of the stuff today and it, it's like, they're doing, it's like, what? I, I don't, so yeah, we're, we're going to, we're still doing it. It's absolutely of, ridiculous. We will cover it tomorrow yeah. after no agenda. We think it's very fitting for a post no agenda show for us to cover it. And I'm sure the boys are probably talking about it as well in some capacity, but you can still weigh in two five three two three seven three three two one. Tell us what you think about Mississippi or now we found out according to Sir Bemrose that California is also reinstituting the Jim Crow laws. So let us know what you think. Two yeah, five three two three seven three three two one. Yeah, exactly. So uh, meanwhile, it's t- I think it is time to uh, ascend to uh, to a higher consciousness, and I yes. think it something like this. I'll take a drink, and I might even smoke a little reef. You know, I I like to smoke reefer. You know, it relaxes me and everything. A couple of doobies, you know, just to get you through the day and everything. But I do not freebase cocaine. No, um, we do not freebase cocaine here at the Lotus Effect. Uh, however, we do uh, we we do uh, we owe, we do dose uh, things of the holy herb variety, and uh, yeah, the, uh, the and apparently that gets you in trouble, so you're not allowed to do that during the show. Yeah, exactly. So apparently, uh, apparently, low dose CBDs is is as effective as melatonin for improving sleep. Now, according to a new study published in the Journal of American Nutrition Association, daily administration of 15 milligrams of CBD improves quality of sleep for people with a history of sleep disturbances. Now. I found, I I personally found that that didn't do anything for me because uh, uh, when I first started uh, 
Well, when it, before before the insurrection, I was having trouble. I was I was only sleeping about four hours a night, which is which is I know is not healthy. And so I started experimenting with some of that stuff. And I can assure you that at that even pretty strong doses, it wasn't necessarily uh, helping my sleep at, at a certain point. But I think there was. But again, I think there was a extenuating circumstances there. So it's it's not a cure all. But uh, you know, when you've got. Uh, but uh, yeah, that is. A, but it, you know, it, it just didn't work for me necessarily. Uh, now, our findings suggest that chronic use of a low dose of CBD is safe and could improve sleep quality, though these effects do not exceed that of five milligrams of melatonin, which also didn't necessarily help. Um, yeah, uh, that's an awful low dose. I know a lot of people who five milligrams is not enough to assist them in getting to and staying asleep. Yeah. Now, moreover, the addition of low doses of CBN and CBC may not improve the effect of formulations containing CBD or melatonin isolate. Now... The problem with our study is that we we really we, we really can't say that it's casual, meaning we can't know for sure, uh, or causal. I'm sorry that we, uh, meaning we can't know for sure whether this was simply individuals who are having difficulty sleeping, and that's why they used the cannabis, or the cannabis caused it says Calvin Deep, a, re a resident in the Department of Anesthesiology and Pain at the Medi at, uh, uh, Medicine at the University of Toronto and the study's lead author. So a resident. Okay. Well, that's so somebody, right. that, somebody that uh, maybe not, maybe not so much experience there. Um, now, while this new study helps to reaffirm that better sleep is indeed a potential benefit of CBD, there is more work to do to fully unravel what that relationship truly looks like, which, you know, more studies are needed, obviously, which, you know. Exactly. We know what that means. But, you know, it's interesting because I have experienced where I have smoked before bed and it it offered me a nice relaxation. But then about midway through the night, I would just wake up or I wouldn't fully fall asleep. Like I would I would be asleep, but then I would wake up to where I was conscious and that conscious state would kind of go back and forth between sleep and awake. But I was cognitive of what was going on almost the whole time and that was just a particular strain i don't know what the strain was that i believe caused that yeah exactly um yeah there's um but uh here's something apparently that comes with a frequent pot use uh, a slimmer now uh, you're you the, the non uh, this is surprising for anyone who gives in to the munchies yes and doesn't make good food choices yes frequent cannabis consumers may be leaner with a lower bmi but or b lower boss man body mass index yeah, i said boss mass index i think that i think there i'm writing that down um because uh, yeah anyway the, the, this is uh yeah this is what happens uh, and it, 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 the, but while the munchies can induce appetite short term the overall effects of frequent cannabis you suggest something bigger is it now, the, the study, adolescent exposure to low-dose THC disrupts energy balance in adipose organ homeostasis in adulthood, was published June 1st in the journal Cell Metabolism, and announced it, and it was announced in a press release. Now, while initially settling, setting out to determine BMI levels, the researchers noticed few other observations that could explain the overall effects of cannabis. Now, while the study showed a lower BMI in frequent consumers, they also noted that they observed changes in metabolism that could present several unknowns, especially in teens with bodies that are still developing. Yeah, why are they doing this in teens? That's what I want to know. Well, that's what I'm curious about because even in states where it's legal you still have to be 21 i believe yes, to purchase it so what's what are adolescents doing consuming this yes well anyway the, the researchers noticed a few i other guess things. the laws don't um apply 
when it comes to science. COVID-19, anyone? Exactly. Well, yeah, the researchers noticed a few other things, that the mice on THC were particularly resistant to obesity and hyperglycemia, but they had higher than normal body temperature and were unable to mobilize fuel from fat sources. Uh, several of these features are also evident in humans who frequently use cannabis, they said. Now, it turns out the evidence to suggest smokers are leaner was always there, and the data is plentiful. Now, the cross-sectional and longitudinal studies have been consistently reported lower BMI in healthy cannabis users compared with non-users, as well as inverse associations of cannabis use with BMI, waist circumference, and other cardiometabolic risk factors, the study reports, with 16 sources cited. Well... Well, okay, so I guess maybe if we can get this particular information out to all the rich fat cats, and I do mean fat, maybe this will be a push for replacing those Ozempic and Wagovi drugs with good old cannabis. Ergo, we get some legalization 50 state federal wide. Come on, dig deep, folks. Get this legislation passed so that we don't have to keep having these conversations about why it's not this villainous substance. Yes, uh, and and I did I did not say a, a, a low dose of CB, CBDC, which is definitely not something the central uh, bank digital currency or something like that. That's, that's, that's funny. Yes. I was wondering what CBDC was. I figured at some point. Yeah, no I dose of that. It, yes, it, yeah. The, no, that, not at all. No, 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 we are, no. We are definitely not, not uh, about that. Now, apparently, uh, a ketamine is an effective treatment for severe depression. Right. Now, there's been findings that were published last month in the New England Journal of Medicine that found that ketamine could represent a viable alternative to electroconvulsive therapy, or ECT, which is a common treatment for severe depression. 55% of those who received ketamine treatment experienced a sustained improvement in their depressive symptoms without major side effects. Now, it makes me wonder if they were saying that they received benefit because they didn't want the treatment. Because, yeah, that, that shit's not cool. So ECT has been the gold standard for treating severe depression for over 80 years, says the director of psychiatry translational clinic trials at Mass General Brigham and professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School. But it's also a controversial treatment because it can cause memory loss, requires anesthesia, and is associated with social stigma. Yeah. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, for one thing, I believe had ECT in it. I know it had a lobotomy in it. Irrelevant to the fact, um, if you want to know about ECT, you should probably read Wishful Drinking by Carrie Fisher because she went through ECT and her description of it was just horrific. Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't imagine. Um, but uh, this, this, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, the, yeah. It's. I mean, it's. Now they said the ketamine was not inferior to ECT as therapy for treatment-resistant major depression without psychosis. And right, which basically means that they're holding it as equally effective. Okay. Well, they should actually. They should actually say that and say it was equally. Or, or anyway, who knows? But now, uh, ketamine is a low-cost dissociative drug approved by the FDA as a sedative analgesic and general anesthetic. Previous studies have suggested that low doses of the drug may have rapid antidepressant effects for people with MDD, which is major depressive disorder. However, another study earlier this year found that a single dose of intravenous ketamine compared to a placebo had no short-term effect on the severity of depression symptoms in adults with major depressive disorder. Here's the other thing. 
the first time I was introduced to ketamine, also known as Special K, you got two things here. You got a veterinary drug that is used as a sedative. And people also take this to get high, ultimately. So it's quite interesting to me. They want to shit all over ivermectin as horse paste. But ketamine's okay because it's helping the wackos not have to get the uh, the buzz. Mm, yeah. I'm just saying. I, I find this to be a little, uh, shall we say, lopsided? Yeah, as all this stuff always is. Of course. But yeah. there again, exactly. we like calling it out. That's exactly. So, um all right, so uh, now, yeah, the the uh, yeah now another study earlier this year found the single dose of intravenous ketamine compared with pl- to placebo has no short term effect. We on, read that. Oh, we did. Okay, I'm sorry. We did. Okay, but a new stu- but a new study now analyzes the efficacy of psilocybin as a treatment for alcohol use disorder. There's some there's some uh, we have some great stuff in here now. Recent, we do. Yeah, a recent study published in the journal Psychology of Addictive Behaviors by the American Psychological Association on June fifth has found that psilocybin can be an effective treatment for people with alcohol addiction. And all participants were engaged in interviews about their experiences. They were also asked about their coping patterns when enduring strong emotions, stress, and cravings for alcohol. Now, the participants reported that the psilocybin treatment helped them process emotions related to painful past events and helped promote states of self-compassion, self-awareness, and feelings of interconnectedness. Dude. That's exactly how it feels when you take a shroom trip. This is not science. Uh, That's right. Um, And participants also described newfound feelings of belonging and an improved quality of relationships following the treatment. Also, again, not a surprise. Yes. Though this evidence or through this evidence, they explain that psilocybin increases the malleability of self-related processing and diminishes shame-based and self-critical thought patterns while improving effect regulation and reducing alcohol cravings. Yeah, I think that, that that's that's all useful yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're really afraid that that alcohol bottle is going to bite back when you're on a mushroom trip. Of course, it reduces the cravings. Yes, and researchers did note that the study in- included 13 participants described as non-Hispanic and, and white with approximately equal proportions of cisgender men and women. Now, however, this small sample size is not a thorough representation of the community's most at risk for substance abuse. Yeah, I, I want to point out i want you all to listen closely to the words used in this particular piece yes the average uh annual income of the 13 participants was one hundred and forty-four thousand dollars. we ain't talking blue collar folks no. in psychedelic research studies black indigenous and people of color have been vastly underrepresented even as the multi-generational effects of centuries of radicalized policies burden them with high rates of trauma and other medical health sequelae i have a question yeah is black and people of color not the same thing I don't know. No, they, they, I'm sure they come up with a different definition. It's like, what's the definition today? I don't know. Um, but, uh, but uh, yeah. The, I, I just found that interesting that it's always been referenced to African-Americans when they say people of color. But now they're, you know, they're, they're being really PC about saying indigenous and people of color. But then they just slap it on the table. Black. 
Like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, this presents stakeholders with an ethical imperative to prioritize providing opportunities to individuals from historically underrepresented communities to ensure generalizability and that those who could stand to benefit most are not excluded. Well, I mean, th- there's something to be said for, you know, b- taking a good mix of people if you're doing a study. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't disagree with the thought behind that. Yeah, but, but to same, use but, but, white but the, collar white people, and did you hear, oh, cis gender. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah, there's so much po- political uh, in that in that bullshit. That was the whole reason I think we put it in the script here. Now, psilocybin is becoming a mainstream alternative to for traditional treatments of various medical conditions. Like cannabis, psilocybin is slowly growing in popularity and being analyzed as the subject of other medical studies as well as supportive locations for psilocybin therapy to be legally accessible to qualified patients. So, uh, speaking of which, uh, uh, last month... Washington Lord Emperor J. fucking Inslee, yeah, I put that in there, uh, signed Senate Bill 5263, which requires the University of Washington School of Medicine to conduct a study that explores the efficacy of psilocybin. The big benchmark in the bill says that we need to start treating people January 1st, 2025. We have about a year and a half to get all the infrastructure developed. That sounds like a big old freaking scam right there. Hugely. Yes. Now, more recently, a biotech company known as Trip Therapeutics, and we talked about them previously, announced they would be seeking FDA approval for a psilocybin treatment for irritable bowel syndrome. Now, earlier this month, a Washington based research company known as Comtech announced that it's seeking to combine psilocybin and cannabis into a single medical treatment with the hopes of expanding the benefits of both substances. Which now, I, we I, we actually talked about that as well. <coughs> yes, we did. Now, um, but I guess uh, now we are, so I think we've, uh, we've now gone to the back of the napkin, which means that it's time to play this. I've been slow cooking it all day in my vagina. Yeah, so uh, what are you cooking? Well, tonight, because I told phone boy behind the mic that, you know, I'd really like to actually be able to enjoy a Studio 33 as much as I love to cook and I love to present meals and the photos of which to you fine pedal heads. Every once in a while, you know, it's it's nice not to have to slave over a stove and burn myself and do whatever and not be able to be part of Studio 33. So I devised a great plan because I cooked a couple times during this week that we should just do ourselves a favor and and love ourselves enough to have some leftovers during Studio 33. That way I can still be a part of it without missing a whole lot. I mean, we're still going to play my Ohio Players song, but... I don't want to be gone for extended periods of time having to make a meal. So ultimately, I made some chili earlier this week, and it was and is the bomb diggity. Yes, it is. Two meats. I I cut up a chuck roast that came from Randolph Farms, that wonderful place we get our quarter cows from, and also some ground beef from the same place. And I found this five chili pepper. And I'm like, oh, we need some chili powder. Oh, my God. Y'all, this stuff kicked like an ornery mule. It was hot. I did not expect it to be as spicy as it was. I mean, it's still super yummy because all we really do, and I used tomatoes that I had grown and canned. I used some tomato sauce from Costco, admittedly. And then the meat with the spices, onions and peppers, and some oil to saute it all up in. And that's it. You just, I, I threw it all in the crock pot after I browned the meat and the vegetables. And I just dumped in the tomato products, added a little bit more seasoning to it, stirred it up, and let it slow cook for 10 hours in the crock pot. 
And it was absolutely marvelous with some shredded cheddar and sour cream. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then during the show today, we've been trying to silently nosh on some deviled eggs that I made, but they're not a traditional deviled egg. I have come up with this marvelous recipe that just takes the protein level to 11. Mm-hmm. And so we take the yolks of the eggs, we take a can of ahi tuna, we put our own choice of avocado mayo. Today we went with the chili lime avocado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some celery, of which I received a battle wound because I wasn't paying attention, got distracted for just long enough that I nicked the top layer of my fingernail with a slicer blade. Yeah, I don't recommend. Zero stars. Yeah, would not recommend again. Yes, exactly. Not a, not at all. But basically, took my meat chopper, chopped it all up into a nice yeah. mixture. Basically, so you've got celery, tuna, mayo, salt, pepper. We have this amazing everything bagel seasoning that comes from Costco. Oh my god! Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, so bottom line, yeah, they're they're bomb diggity. The, those those uh, those deviled eggs, and huh? they're super nutritious. There's there's no hot fresh garbage in them. I mean, I've been known to take some anna seasoning mm. and sour cream instead of mayo for mm. making the deviled eggs, but this tuna thing, we've done it once before. I had a curiosity because we always put um hard-boiled eggs in our tuna when we make it. Oh yeah, and there's shredded uh sharp cheddar in there too cuz you got to have cheese in in your stuff. So long story short, instead of making a tuna salad and adding egg, I made a deviled egg and added tuna there you go yeah exactly i i've I, yeah i've actually well nam i did uh, get my uh, my i did slice my finger on on a mandolin where uh, uh cabbage making, board a cabbage board yeah um yes i've also i've also been uh i i have also uh yeah a spiralizer and i also had an argument once and that was uh, way before me that was way before you now um now what uh, we are going to do here so we we have we're also uh we're gonna we we found an article that we that we wanted to talk about um but uh, we we but it involves a product that we're going to actually get first uh, and so yeah we've, we've been kind of on this uh thing where we like to test products so we're going to order some product that we found from a company in North Carolina, actually. Yeah. And I can't, I th- what is it? Dr. Hemp, I think yeah, it was I called. Yes. We found some moon rocks. And so we're going to be testing that out. But the thing we're focusing on today is an article that says calm in your cup. And it is based on a Denver based lavender coffee boutique, which has big plans for CBD wellness, education, and craft coffee drinkers. Yeah. Now, we're going to be ordering some of this coffee. Now, there wasn't a lot of legs to this article. It basically talked about how they found a way to infuse the CBD into the coffee beans. And it's a high-end coffee boutique that's going to be opening up later this year in Denver. And they have CBD coffee and decaf, as well as some other hemp-derived THC products. And we will let you know how the coffee ends up being. They report it to be a, uh, a coffee that invokes focus and an overall calm. Yeah. So we'll let y'all know, but well, it's it's called lavender coffee boutique. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we'll give it a, we'll give it a try and get back with you now. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so we got so for for the back of the napkin, we have just a couple stories here. Now this is uh, this comes back from Washington State. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, not, a place not too far from where I used to live is a Tacoma woman officially arrested after a year long refusal of tuberculosis treatment. I'm uh, surprised she lasted that long. I just want to say, yeah. It. So authorities uh, have officially arrested the female tuberculosis patient from Tacoma, Washington, who refused treatment for more than a year. Only identified by the initials VN in court documents, the woman first made headlines in February when she willfully violated court orders and put other people at risk by walking around with an active case of tuberculosis. Now, the, the controversial patient was reportedly officially booked into Pierce County Jail recently. Uh, she was reported housed in a room so she could remain isolated and prevent the spread of the bacteria. Now, the woman's arrest came months after a civil arrest warrant was issued against her. Now, a Pierce County judge ordered her to isolate, get tested, and receive treatment in early April, noting that she could she should self-quarantine starting April 5th through May 22nd. Now, at the time, the authorities said she would be sent to jail if she defied court orders again. They had tried to get this woman to comply with the court orders 16 times before that. I can't believe they gave her 16 other chances. Yeah, they didn't give anybody any chance of the COVID. I just thought I'd point that out. Good uh, point. Yes, because, oh, yes, I mean, you know, like, okay, well, this, you know, here, here, you know, here's a disease that is known to be a very... Uh, it's that is known to be deadly. Yeah, and it's also known to spread virally. Yeah, it's got a hell of a bad yeah, so, um, and, transference rate. And, yeah, meanwhile, oh, and I, there's a kicker at the end of the story, by the way, that I that I think will, that it'll be funny, but... Um, it's just it's they you know if if COVID were this bad right I mean this is what they would be doing but no apparently it wasn't you know, obviously COVID wasn't that bad um, but here you go and then uh, now um, according to the Tacoma News Tribune the woman who uh, was first ordered to isolate on January eighteenth two thousand twenty two so um, yeah so not too far after my insurrection now the, uh, though she initially started treatment she opted not to complete the regimen in ditch isolation now, speaking of of the latest development on the case, the Tacoma Pierce County Health Department said they were hoping for the patient to finally receive the treatment she needed for her for her condition. Um, now, we are hopeful she will choose to get the life-saving treatment she needs to treat her tuberculosis, the department said after noting that the room uh, she's staying in at the facility is specifically equipped for isolation, testing, and treatment. And before her arrest, the woman had been making headlines for incidents that might have put other people at risk of contracting the bacteria from her. For example, she got into a car accident last year as a passenger, and she reportedly visited the emergency room where she was examined by the hospital staff without telling them about her active TB infection. Okay, well, that's, that's definitely not good. Well, and I can tell you that in order to work in healthcare, you have to have a vaccination for TB because I had to have one twice because I had an allergic reaction twice. Yeah, so... Um, in any case, yeah, exactly. Now, doctors thought she had cancer after looking at her chest x-rays, and she also tested positive for COVID-19 at the time. So authorities concluded that she hadn't been keeping her distance from other people. Well, I, I mean, I have... Okay, hold on. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta play this first. <clears throat> Bullshit! Yeah, truthfully. But here's the thing. How do they know it was tuberculosis and not COVID-19 the whole fucking time? Yeah. Did anybody test her for COVID-19 before establishing that it was TB? Well, Did she maybe get an inappropriate diagnosis? Yeah. Well, t being tested positive for COVID-19, how do they get, how does she get, to, how, do they, how do they do the test? Because we know the PCR tests are full of shit. Yeah. I know, right? So yeah. I, I need to thrill Sir Bemrose because he's going on and on and on about something that I typed in the chat. So I know he's going to want to ISO the fact 
any millennial sent us a boost, and I want to recognize this boost. It was for three thirty-three thirty-three. What? Yes, and he said, love from Uranus, Missouri. And I, of course, responded with, oh my God, I've seen billboards from Uranus, Nam. And Bemrose wants an ISO of it. So there you go. Yeah. ISO bought it. Yeah, ISO bought it. There you go. So um, this is, but yeah, and I got to make sure I put this in the, yeah, that, that was, that's a great, uh, that is a great boostogram right there. Boost, baby, boost. That's I, right. I, we love being boosted. Don't you have a clip to uh, remind people that that's how we like to roll here? Yeah, exactly. Let's uh, hold on. Arr, shiver me timbers and boost me, bitch. That's boost right. Boost me, bitch. That's right. The podfather and the head troll say it. So boost me, bitch. That's right. So um, yeah, I had to put that in our I put that in our show doc here. Of course, this is uh, yeah. There, this is uh, we're still doing these. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, doing the show notes, sort of doing it live, right? It's it's always kind of fun to try and uh, uh, to try and keep up with all of the things that are going on in this uh, story. But okay, now we're going to get into all right. So this actually gets into this I, is a good story. This one will definitely okay, this, any of you tech nerds are going to be just barking at your speakers. I assure you. Yes. So this 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 is a uh, so Sir Sir Bemrose. This is my uh, this is my angry tech news rant. Uh, and if you want to uh, play it on the show on your angry tech news show, you are welcome to do so. Now, so the story is about Barracuda telling its uh, the customers of its email security gateway to immediately junk the buggy kit, according to the headline from uh, from El Reg, one of my favorite uh, uh, snarky pieces of uh, journalist to, to write about. So Barracuda Networks, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a company providing security network and storage products based on network appliances and cloud services. Now, the company's security products include products for protection against email, web surfing, hackers, and, um, and instant messaging threats such as spam, spyware, trojans, and viruses. The company's networking and storage products includes web filtering, load balancing, application delivery controllers, message archiving, NG firewalls, backup services, and data protection. Now, even vendors who specialize in cybersecurity like Barracuda have security vulnerabilities in their products that require patching. About a month ago, Barracuda disclosed a critical remote command injection vulnerability dubbed CVE 2023-2868, which affects uh, versions 5.1.3.001 to 9.2.0.006 of the email security gateway appliance range. Now, um, now the, the, this, and I like, I kind of like the details of this, the flaw, a remote command injection vulnerability is due to an incomplete input validation of a user supplied tar archive. Uh, remote attackers can format the file names in that archive in a way that allows them to execute a system command through Perl's QX operator when the file is processed and you, you're using Perl. Oh my God. Can you, can you hit the, that there's a, there's a, I think, you know, it's this yes, I, you know, you fucked up. You're using Perl. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, yeah. Uh, Pearl is a uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's a thing. So the this vulnerability can no no phone boy. Tell the pedal heads why Pearl is a problem. Why Pearl is a problem? Um, yeah, because you can do a lot with Pearl, and if you're not careful, well, this is the kind of stuff that happens. I also wonder why, uh, and that seems like a very insecure piece of software to be using on a, uh, you know, on a, on a thing. I, I don't know, but it's just that if you're not careful with what you put on it, whether whatever it is, right? This is kind of stuff happens. Uh, uh, whatever you have on the so thing has to be maintained, right? And so whatever you know, whatever third party stuff on there, and you know, I mean, my day job has third party stuff that includes, you know, from open 
open source and whatever. And yeah, if you don't keep that stuff up to date, well, stuff like this happens. Now, this vulnerability um, can and has been abused to run remote commands on targeted equipment and deploy data stealing spyware on the boxes. Now, in their official security alert, Barracuda acknowledged evidence of data exfiltration was identified on a subset of impacted devices. Now, Barracuda pushed a patch to all affected products the day after discovering the issue, but that wasn't quick enough. Now, criminals had been exploiting this vulnerability for at least seven months before the fix going back to October of 2022. What? Yeah, that's like trying to corral the ha- the horse after it's already done run three counties away. No, not only that, but I mean, it's so if I remember right, and this is I, I know that my day jobs, uh, um, you know, marketing quotes, this is that the, the average the time for an average breach, uh, you know, is, is, is something along those lines, you know, several months. And for a vendor to have a problem that long. Yeah, that's just inviting, especially something like this. This is a this is a pretty critical vulnerability. Now, um, Barracuda called in the well known, now Google-owned, uh, cybersecurity firm Mandiant to assist in investigating the impact of the vulnerability. And they found that an unnamed attacker, after exploiting this vulnerability, added three pieces of malware to the gateways. One, called Saltwater, allows for uploading and downloading files, executing commands, and proxying and tunneling capabilities. The second, called CSpy, is an X64 persistence backdoor disguised as a legitimate Barracuda service that listens to email traffic passing through the gateway. And the last one, called Seaside, actually acts on the email traffic and a establishes a reverse shell for the attackers to issue commands. By the way, this is this is a this is a, a and fail. I think I think the CVSS on this uh, vulnerability was 9.8, which is about as bad as it gets, folks. Um phone boy? Yes. Okay, so we need you to take it down just about 3 clicks for those who yeah. don't know what the fuck you're talking about in tech nerd language so we all can keep up. Okay, so I, I wanted to explain it. now. But the, the, the TLDR, for for everybody that didn't understand what I mean by this, is they basically Yeah, because... They, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But basically, they were able to get into the appliance, right? And so the, they were able to get into the appliance with using this vulnerability. They they basically set up shop and started looking at what, what, what traffic was passing through the gateway to be able to see and act on it and allow, and allow that gateway to be used to attack other things it's it's, it's basically uh yeah they they own they can see everything pass in the network they can see they can uh, uh you know they, they, they control the horizontal and the vertical so to speak uh, that's that's really well and what are some things that could be done because of this well it's like i said so um but that's exactly what they did is is, is found is uh, you know again looking you know finding data that they're not supposed to see because it's going through you know it's going through this gateway it's yeah again using the the gateway to attack other things i mean and also potentially uh you know that that they could also use the data that they get out of this out of these gateways to uh, you know to uh, do ransomware or do extortion or whatever kinds of things right it's a you know getting access by the way a lot of traffic still goes through email whether you like it or not and unfortunately this is so a lot of data flows through email a lot of confidential data flows through email all of that data can be seen uh, by an by the attacker if they've got all this stuff uh, put on their put on your box one of the main reasons why we always say do not click on a link in your email always look at where it's coming from. If it looks suspicious, it probably is not good. 
All right, here's but but it gets worse. Now, Barracuda said it had notified customers whose product may have been compromised. Now, their official notice released earlier this week tells affected customers to immediately, in quotes, uh, replace infected email security gateway appliances, even if they've received a patch to fix a critical bug under exploit. Uh, Barracuda has declined to say how many customers were compromised and who has been exploiting this vulnerability. It claims more than 200,000 customers around the world use its security products. Now, that doesn't mean this necessarily, this particular... Uh, uh, product, but yes, it is a, but, uh, yeah, that it's a, it's a marketing number to talk about how many, you know, how many customers they have that use the different products. And, and now it's now once the effect, now here's, this is, this is the kicker with all of this. Now, once the affected appliances are replaced, it is recommended to rotate any applicable credentials connected to the ESG appliance. Now, what, what does that mean? Right? So any passwords that you have to put in on the appliance itself, either to manage that appliance or to connect with third party services, you might as well consider those credentials compromised and completely change them. Now, bear in mind, if someone's inside of your equipment, they may very well pick up the changes, which is why they're telling you to replace the appliance because they don't, they can't, they, they basically what they're saying, and the reason they're telling you to replace the appliances, whatever they do, they can't, they can't guarantee that if, that it were like a regular reinstall, which is usually what you do, like a reset to factory defaults would uh, remove uh, the, the malicious stuff that was being posted. And the only, uh, you know, this is, this is the nuke it from orbit. That's the only way to be sure uh, approach to things. And this has got to be very expensive for, for, uh, for, for Barracuda actually. I mean, it, but it is, but it is, I mean, seriously, like, but I, I mean, there's, I, I don't even know where to begin on this. First of all, these vulnerabilities do happen, but some vendors are better than others at this, but seven months, folks, right? Come on. And and you're telling me that the only way to fix this problem is to, is to replace appliances. I mean, I can tell you from having done supported customers and that kind of thing, right? This is the kind of shit you shouldn't allow to happen if you're a vendor, right? You should not have be putting out products out that have vulnerabilities that have existed for at least seven months. Hello. I mean, that's crazy. I understand vulnerabilities are a thing, right? And, and the, but Yeah, but how do you not? I mean, I'm asking this from a very new, you know, code monkey perspective. How, how do you not know that your shit's compromised for seven months? Yeah, I mean... I can tell you that this is, I mean, actually, and I, I know from so my day job, I know we have people that specifically evaluate our own products to make sure that they're not, they, they can't be compromised. And this is a something we take very serious. And I, I just had to sit through a security training not too long ago. Um, you know, you shouldn't ship security vulnerabilities, right? And, and having them ship for, you know, for, for months and months and months, it's, it's just, it's amazing, like how many of these things. And, I, and again, I've seen the competitive analysis and I've seen what other vendors have put out in terms, you know, what kind of security vulnerabilities are included in their products, how long they've been security vulnerabilities and how, you know, before they or before there was uh, patches issued. And then of course, you've got to worry about how long it takes for customers to apply the patches. Cause that's another part of this whole thing. But the, but the vendor should do its part to make sure that to minimize the risk, if something does happen, that they're, that they're able to catch it immediately and, and, and react right before everybody else figures out there's a problem. So, um, it just drives me nuts that the, yeah, the, because once yeah. that vulnerability was identified by the bad guys, you know, word of that spread like wildfire. Yeah, exactly. I mean, seriously, you shouldn't be shipping security, you know, th you know products that have security vulnerabilities. I mean, it is, uh, you know, and I understand it happens, but you need to be able to, you need to be able to react and respond. And it, it's now, you know, I guess we'll give Barracuda credit because they didn't know about the security vulnerability for seven months and they did try to fix it as soon as they found out about it. But the fact is, is that that, that, that points to a bigger How problem. How did they not know? This is a problem that I have in having a observed you do your job and listening to a whole lot of very intelligent
intelligent people from faraway lands talk about these things. How the hell do you not know? Well, just because they're using third party products like Pearl, right? This is an example because when you're using this as a, you, that we, and this is, this, we talk about supply chain security and knowing. And, the, and so when you're building products and services, you're going to be using things from third parties. And so, so, the, so, the, so for like my day job, right? The, every, every piece of hardware and software that we include, we're ultimately the, the, the throat to choke when we, we put our name on it. And we went, we, so we make sure we do our due diligence to make sure that every component that we use is as secure as it can possibly be. Now, granted, things do happen, right? And but again, it's how, are, are you are you checking for the vulnerability? You know, are you checking? Are you evaluating your own products for vulnerabilities? Are you keeping the software up to date, right? So, you know, maybe what what I what I can what I suspect happened, right, is that, that this vulnerability um, in in Pearl, right, was probably something that was fixed in a much later version. But the but the vendor that is using you know an older version that they and they may not have been applying the, the security patches and all of that to make sure. That the, that the problems don't occur, right? Or maybe instead of using Perl, you might have used something else that was a little bit more secure. Um, but again, this is this is the, the, the these the reason these vulnerabilities happen. It's yeah, you know, there's negligence on the vendor. You know, the vendor can have its own negligence, but the, but sometimes it's yeah, it's legitimately okay. I included the third party component that included the third party component. And do you think we'll see litigation off of this if there's anything major that occurs because of it? Uh, who knows? I mean, this is this is well, one of the ways this is getting fixed though or they're they're trying you know the, the insurance companies are trying to actually uh you know because people are wanting uh, you know cyber uh, cyber uh, you know the insurance right for when when they're when a cyber incident happens and and the insurance company doesn't like to lose money they they are not a money they're not a money losing organization they yeah got it down. i heard the story about this about one of your competitors that literally the insurance companies refuse to insure them yeah exactly and that's and so this is that's a whole other thing right and so the now, the insurance companies aren't supposed to do that. They're only supposed to say, okay, if you use that vendor, the cost is high. They can't refuse coverage, but they can certainly set a very high premium that makes it uh, untenable to do that. So um, I think this is going to partially drive this, the, the situation. It's like if, 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 if certain vendors have more problems than others, you know, they're, 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 if you're using their products, that's going to increase your premium or make it not possible for you to get cyber insurance. And that's, so I think this, is, this problem is ultimately going to get fixed one way or the other. Um, it's just a question question of, uh, you know, it's a question of how long it's going to take and how many more security vulnerabilities we're going to have and that kind of thing. Um, but, um, but, you know, and this is, and, and I, and by the way, I agree with Sir Bemrose and, and this is that, you know, that, and I agree, right. Sometimes I've, I've been there, right. We, we're just, we usually as, as pro, when we're programming, we're not necessarily trying to be, they're not necessarily lazy or idiots, but you know, and I'm not blaming the programmers here. I'm blaming the process because yes, programmers, you're right. They get super narrowly focused, um, you know, trying to get their code working, but at the same time, there should be a process in, in, you know, in, the, in you know, that as part of the development process that evaluates the code to make sure that it's still secure right so you know i still I, I can still blame the vendor here right because if this you know and I, I haven't looked at this particular vendor to find out you know how how prevalent their security vulnerabilities are right in in, in terms of things that are like this i mean this is a pretty sa a, a serious one um but it's the kind of thing that i just i, I look at and it's like how and, and there are multiple vendors that have these similar i won't say vulnerabilities like this this is particularly egregious but usually you get a remote code execution and that kind of thing but i don't think you're getting a uh 
Um, but but you know, in this case, you're, yeah, it, it, it just blows me away that vendors have problems that are that are being actively exploited, existed for months, and yet they're still in business. I, I don't know. It seems like a problem to me. But uh, maybe well, it actually yeah. reminds me of the story I heard on another podcast that I listened to about a Pennsylvania hospital system that got hacked and they were stealing naked photos of the patients and information and whatnot. And they had been in there for a few months by their own admission. And I think I remember having the conversation with you asking the same exact question, like how the fuck do you not know that you've got something going on in your system? There is, there is obvious signs that something's not right. I've watched a lot of these webinars that you have done that talks about how when you have an increase in, this flow or you have this or you have that, you know, it's, it's definite sign that something is not stirring the Kool-Aid and you maybe need to do a little bit more internal investigation on it. Exactly. And it just boggles my mind starting out in this field, looking at the stories that are coming across our wire that are just so blatant with how do you, how do you fuck that up? Well, I could, I could, uh, yeah, th- th- we're probably getting a little bit way beyond what we, uh, what we would normally cover on the show though. It was interesting. Yeah, we, was- we have been uh, trampling all over Sir Bemrose's lawn as far as the tech shit. We apologize. We'll, we'll fix the divots. Exactly. So I think, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I just was, I just saw this and it's just, and, it, and it's been kind of is making the rounds in, in, internally in, in the day job, but it just kind of blows me away that this is the, that, that this is the remediation for something is, yeah, it's insecure. Um, replace. It. Well, I kind of I kind of feel that way about certain Android phones because that, that can't be upgraded because uh, yeah then and, and good luck getting good third party software and all that stuff so um, so yeah okay um, but this I just it, it just really it frustrates me that that these kinds of products are being sold in the market and they're still and they're still selling people are still buying this stuff they're not you know looking around and going wow that's pretty that's pretty bad right because you want to and I understand that also changing from one vendor to another is not an easy task. Uh, I mean, there's, there's entire, it, it, it's, it's not just a simple plug and play sort of thing, but, uh, but at the same time, how do people can, how do these products continue to be bought? How do people that make the decision to go from, you know, how do or why do people choose vendors that have these issues? But I mean, they all do to one degree or another, to, and some are handle it better than others, but yes, this kind of stuff, I don't know. Again, I don't know if this particular vendor has these kind of vulnerabilities all the time, but this is a pretty serious one. And hopefully, you know, if your vendor's doing its job, these kinds of security vendors or security vulnerabilities shouldn't exist for long. I mean, again, there's there's always unforeseen things that happen, but at the same time, like the fact that this went back far enough suggests that this was a lapse. That somewhere that that somebody wasn't there's something in their processes that allowed somebody um, going to get fired. Yeah, well, but uh, yeah, there there you go. So I think uh, we've we've gotten through all of our stories here. Uh, uh, at this point, there there's only one thing to do. Yeah, and uh, I think there's well, there's really well, there's uh, there's two things to do. I have to play. Uh, I'm so fucking over this. And uh, I guess we are. Um, yeah, I think we're. I think we're. We're done. And then we're now. Now we uh, we end the show the way we're supposed to end the show, which is something like this. Jordan fades back. Swoosh, and that's the game. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you. I'm out. You're still here? It's over. Go home.
go.